Welcome to Wood Talk Online Radio, for woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who are actually under the illusion that woodworking is cool. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. Alright, we're looking at episode 114 for December 19th, 2012. Now, today's show is going to be a break from our regular format. We're not going to do all the different sections that we usually do. We are going to talk about our goals, our hopes, our aspirations for 2013. We'll talk about the, the new year and things that we hope to get done and most likely won't because that just seems to be the way it goes all the time. <laughs> or they'll just get really put off till later in the year. And then as we're coming back around, we're like, damn, I got to finish this up before the end of the year. I promised I was going to do something. Yeah, November of <laughs> next year, we'll, we'll be crunching to get these things done. Uh, but before we jump into that, Matt, how about you tell them how they can get in touch with us? All right. If you have a comment, a question, maybe a topic suggestion, you have several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. You can call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Don't forget you can email us at WoodTalkOnline at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. You know, I think that was going pretty strong. It, it, mm-hmm. People seem to like it, and I, I feel really good that there's more likes coming in there. I, I it's nice to know that they really like us. That, that feels good. <laughs> well, yeah, they Facebook really like us. There you go. <laughs> and if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or any of the previous episodes, don't forget, head on over to woodtalkshow.com and you'll find everything there. And you know what? I haven't mentioned this in a while, but we actually have our own websites off of this one. Can you believe now, it? What? I know. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. It's, people just kind of assume that we all exist at the one spot. But if you're looking for my show, which is probably the only one you really should go to other than the woodtalkshow.com, that's mattsbasementworkshop.com. If you want to find more of Shannon, you can find him over at renaissancewoodworker.com. And, of course, Mark, well, he's over at thewoodwhisperer.com. And we'll have all this information in the show notes so that you can find it because more than likely you probably stopped listening to me as soon as I started talking. Possibly. Some some people, a certain percentage of the audience may have. Right. Because they assume that there's going to be a chortle followed by every other word. Right. All right. (laughs) So instead of the normal stuff, like I mentioned before, we're just going to jump into a very informal and fairly quick. It's going to be a a relatively short show. We're going to talk about things that we hope to accomplish in the coming year. Now, last year, we were not successful, Shannon, in getting our sculpted (laughs) rockers done. Are we brave enough to even put that back on the, the menu for 2014? Well, it kind of, I'd, I'd like to say so because it does kind of tie into what my goals are for 2013. Okay. And yeah, I guess I should just go ahead and start. Um, yeah, go <laughs> since for it. I, um, you know, I, I took classes or a class last year. I'd love to be able to say I'm going to do that again, but I'm not sure that I can scrounge together the goodwill of the spouse mm-hmm. um, to yeah. do a full week again. Right. Um, one one travel type class. I definitely want to get to woodworking in America this year because I didn't get to it last year. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to get to something, whether it's the fine woodworking thing or the pop wood, whatever. I want to do that. But um, as far as building, I want to just build some stuff that I want to build. Um, and it's not to say that I hate what I've been building. I've just... Um, I mean, you guys can relate to this. You get on kind of a, a plan, uh, a broadcast plan, if you will, and you start building some things and then you get requests to build something else. And you, you, I find myself kind of like embellishing the same types of things over and over again. I was like, you know what? I just want to, I've got like 10, 15 different pieces of furniture that I would just love to build. And that's, I'm certainly not going to build 10 or 15 pieces of furniture in 2013, but 
that's what I want to do. And one of the things I really want to build is a sculpted chair, whether it's a low back, that low back chair or the rocker. Um, I definitely want to do, that would be such a break. That low back is really nice. Else. That low back is beautiful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I want to build, um, at least another Windsor in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've kind of done it from log to chair, um, I want to do it again, but this time not on a class. So in other words, build my own steam box and all that fun stuff and build all the, the accoutrements that go with something like that. Um, you know, there's some, there's some stickly pieces I want to build. There's some contemporary stuff. There's a cool low boy I want to build. There's all kinds of stuff all across the board. That's where I came up with that whole Renaissance woodworker thing. It's mostly just an ADD woodworker. (laughs) (laughs) I can't decide on a style. Um, I even posted something on my blog today. That's like tailor made for a Nakashima piece. Got this huge slab of walnut Mm. that even already has the check in it that you could fill with a butterfly spline. Nice. Um, natural live edge, uh, you know, so there, I just want to, 2000, 2013 is all about me. A little, a little more, uh, <laughs> it's the year of indulgence for you. Yeah, kind of. And you know, it's, I know Mark last year, you wanted to kind of challenge yourself a little bit more and this is a little bit of that, but it's also a little bit of call it self-indulgence. Right. <laughs> I want to build some stuff that I've really had my eye on for a while. Some of it is a challenge. Some of it's not so much, but it's just a cool piece. Yeah. You know, there's a cool, um, I guess you'd call it like a writing desk. Actually, I, that's what it was originally, the constitutional, the framers writing desk that you see in Independence Hall. It's not a real big challenge piece, but it's just a very elegant piece. I'd love to build it. No yeah. idea what I'm going to do with it. No idea where I'll put it in my house, but <laughs> that's what I want to do. So I'm hoping to, by between now and January 1st, figure out maybe five or six pieces that I could really do. Um, nice. Cause I know, and, and, and frankly, I'm going to be kind of tailoring my sites to that. You know, I'm certainly, I'm building a treadle lathe um, and the hand tool school, but I've already got some stuff for my next semester after that. And I think I'm just going to build a bunch of stuff. You know, you, you run out of technique type stuff to talk about. Right. It's just time to start building. It's, it's, you know, that definitely speaks to, to me personally too. It's just, it's really difficult when we're in these, uh, this position of educating other people or trying to share and you can kind of, you just find yourself going down this path where it is all about techniques and it's all about the fundamentals. And you're so worried about what does this curriculum to use a, you know, word related to school, even though it's not necessarily a school. Um, what, what have I taught them so far? What are we building upon? What's a project that fits within to that scope? And, and, and a lot of times I think a lot of people would really just appreciate seeing you, um, I don't know, freestyle for lack of a a better word, just do, (laughs) do what you, yeah, I'd pay money to see you freestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but to really go in there and just build what your heart wants to build and really have fun and things that you're passionate for. And that's, that's something that I keep trying to remind myself to do. Uh, is to not keep going, you know, not to go into a format, not to go, not to be so predictable necessarily. Yeah. So sure. definitely. That, well, that and, and I think in general, when it comes to woodworking podcasting, we all need, just need to build some more. Um, you know, I think we do get caught up in that technique and let's be honest, it's easier to produce an abstract technique video. Yeah. Um, you can do that in a couple of hours in the shop, you know, and a couple of hours of editing Whereas the whole build type thing, I mean, you, you got to build it, <laughs> you show how to do it. And then there's eight hours of work in between videos. But, you know, I think 
enough of that is missing that I think there's also some real value that could be gained um, from a viewership to actually see um, something being built from start to finish. Sure. No doubt Absolutely. about it. Sweet. Well, Matt, what so about the, you're you, You're the man? build. <laughs> you're the self-indulgent build. Yeah. Nice. I like that. There's our title. <laughs> there you go. The self-indulgent build. Got it. And, you know, for, for myself, I mean, that's exactly what a lot of the things that you said, Shannon, were exactly what I was thinking. 2013 is a year that I I do want to kind of self-indulge and start just building things because I feel like I have kind of put things off quite a bit. And, well, I know I have because my family's always like, hey, when am I getting that, you know, that bed? Because, Dad, I'm no longer a toddler, so you might need to upscale that <laughs> to maybe something more, you know, the size of for a teenager. So I'm like, all right, well, we'll have to go back. Do you still want, you know, the little... The, the the little gates on the side or anything like that with the sled the slide off the end or are we gonna you know go past that um, so <laughs> that's that's something that's too. always <laughs> I said you want daddy to rub your belly too yeah exactly <laughs> do you want the, do you want the toy chest or are we gonna call that something else now is that gonna be an entertainment center is that what we're going for so but that is absolutely that one thing I've been thinking a lot about and I, I have my my moleskin notepad out and I'm constantly writing th- things down that come in all the time in my head. I'm like, if I don't get it out, it's just going to explode eventually. And yeah. one thing that is really embarrassing for us is we have like plastic outdoor furniture kind of a thing, like the plastic chairs, the plastic, the plastic Adirondack chairs. Nice. And my neighbors kind of, they've never really said anything about it except for when he's had a few extra beers. And then he kind of says something about, you ever notice the only thing you ever do when we're outside is like you burn the wood. You don't actually make anything with it for the outdoors. And I was thinking for a couple of years now, I'm like, yeah, I, I, you're right. I do. I want, I want to make some things so that when we go outside and we sit down, we actually have something that's comfortable and it's not too embarrassing or I can easily spray paint it with, you know, some sort of plastic cover or something. So the big thing for me this year is is the builds, but I want to concentrate on outdoor furniture. Specifically, I want to make some sort of bench or something, a nice one for when we're sitting at the fire pit. I want to maybe make a couple of chairs. I want to make a table so that we can actually sit outside maybe on, under an umbrella and enjoy the being together outside and not worrying about the fact that the table is so light a nice breeze is going to blow it over and hit the house <laughs> so that those are a couple of things that are really big on my list and then of course there's little knickknacky kind of things around the house you know that just like like maybe a, a new i don't know like coat rack or something just little things that you don't really think about until suddenly you're thinking well where am I going to put this coat or where am I going to hang these or how come I can't find my keys because I don't have an organizer and all these, all this stuff. Again, it's one of those, I've been putting it off for so long that it's, well, it's, it's the typical type of thing where, you know, like the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Well, <laughs> the Vanilla's household is still sitting on milk crates. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. Seriously, you want people to come in and realize that a woodworker lives there. Yeah, exactly. It, it's hard to like, especially when somebody will say, what gets me is like, we'll talk about, you know, like, well, I, I do, you know, some woodworking. I enjoy building this. I've taken the occasional client and they'll like walk in the house and be like, oh, did they sell everything? I mean, what's going on here? Because there's not like <laughs> enough pieces around or or there's the ones that Sam has gotten fed up with and has either purchased herself or have maybe picked up and was like, well, we can do something with this. So that's definitely, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a must. I, I need to start showing off what I can actually do. Because I, I've talked enough about it, that's for sure. And though people that tell you that I talk too much about it. So, <laughs> well, one, but, one of my personal, like just long term personal goals is to replace pretty much every piece of furniture in the house with something that I've built. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. 
Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, and, and one little thing, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this because I've kind of been stuck in that that whole design rut. In fact, it's funny because, again, I've been just drawing down little ideas and I'm trying to figure out, all right, this is the form I wanted to take. How can I make this happen? What, what either technique do I need to look at? What uh, do I have the tools that I can use to make that happen? Because one thing I want to try this year, and this is on my list, and even if this is just playing around with just scraps or something, is I want to try more steam bending because it's something I always see. I have a book on it, and it intimidates the hell out of me. I think more than an actual lathe intimidates me. Wow. I think I would easily step up to doing some more turning or doing turning versus actually doing some steam bending because I, I have this constant fear that somehow I'm going to hook it up and I'm not going to have it the right way, and it's going to explode in my face. And then people will be like, that's what you get, jackass. <laughs> Oops, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, you know, the steam could actually steam up your beard, and then, then that's going to ruin the whole thing. Yeah, oh, but it would get my complexion, and... wouldn't it? Yeah, you got to be careful of that. <laughs> yeah, with my, like, that would open up all my pores. That would look really bad on camera. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so that's again, I just I have these ideas in my head that I keep drawing down. And it's so funny because as soon as you mentioned, Shannon, that it's like, you know, this is the year that you just want to start doing stuff for yourself. I'm like, again, it's that that woodworker mind link kind of a thing going on where it's heading into that year. This is exactly the same thing I want to do, too. It's you really have to start thinking about, like, what would you make? If you didn't have a podcast, if you didn't have a website and you were just, you know, Matt, the woodworker in his basement, what would you make? You know, and I I wonder if that's something that we should start to ask ourselves more often to let that be our guide uh, so that we stay on track and and continue to build with a passion. Right. And and even with that idea is sometimes I think I, 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 in fact, I don't, I don't think I've done this. I know I've done this. I've limited the materials I've worked with Mm -hmm. in the sense that I'm like, well, okay, the average person who is, has a, a basement shop like my, my own or a garage shop, what's the type of materials they're working with? <laughs> right. And I'm not necessarily talking about species. I'm talking about just all sorts of things. And it's like one of those, you know, I've got to quit, again, thinking about that because I'm sure eventually everybody's going to get bored of seeing that over and over. And it's like, let's just kind of step out of, you know, the comfort zone and let's step out of these this constant regular mindset and let's let's play with a couple of things and – who knows? It it might be a hit and it might be like one of those. All right. You know that episode I put up? Forget about it. Dude, you know, the funny thing, the funny thing about that is I went through something very similar with this bed build that I'm doing right now with the platform bed. The whole idea was that this is what I'm calling an advanced project. Not that it's difficult, but that I'm skipping a lot of the, the beginner stuff. And I learned that over the past few years, I've trained myself that the only way to make a mortise is with a router. And as I'm getting into the design of the project, I had to I had to kind of remind myself that I have other ways to get the job done. And in this particular one, I'm not holding back anything. It's like any tool that's in my arsenal that I think will work is fair game. And I had nice. to I had to retrain myself to say, oh, you know what? You have a domino. It's okay to use it. You know, right. because <laughs> because I basically other than for like a little alignment task here or there where it's you know something where I could say, well, you could use dowels or biscuits for this. I don't really use it for joinery, but if I were making furniture for clients on a regular basis, that would be one of my primary tools. So so I did have to kind of retrain myself to say, you know what, I don't actually have to make this approachable for everybody who has even the most basic set of tools. I can do this one because the point of this project is to show how I'm building this thing for the client. 
Uh, it's, right. it's more about the client relationship. So I, I totally know what you're saying about how you are, are trying to use materials that are more widely acceptable or widely available so that people feel included. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's weird. Do you, do you guys find that you do that? Well, Shannon, your whole thing is, is the hand tools. So um, that may well, not be. But I really, especially in this semester I'm working in right now, I've really tried to limit the tool usage because um, it's a real barrier to entry, you know, yeah. and I have a lot of hand tools, but it's taken me a while to accrue all these hand tools. And let's be honest, I don't have a kid sucking up my income. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, tell me so, about it. If you just seen the Christmas list this year, I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you guys, crazy? <laughs> but, but, you know, there's many a time when I'll find myself, you know, well, here's a perfect example, raising a panel. Mm-hmm. I have two panel raisers. And panel razors are totally specialized hand planes, but I'll, I'll use a different technique. And gotcha. it's just ridiculous. You know, I, I've got a panel razor over here. When it comes to material, um, especially when it comes to material, because I get a lot of crazy stuff. I work at a lumber yard. I, I can, I'm going to make all kinds of enemies here, but I can get 24 inch wide material any day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I specifically don't use it because I know that people are like, well, I can't get 20 inch wide material or 24 inch wide material. Right. Um, you know, I was hesitant in building my joinery bench to use, um, heavy timber because it's not really easy to get for a lot of people. But you know, it's, it's one of those things that I can get it and I'm going to start using it. And I think that's where that, um, whatchamacallit, the big slab of walnut came to play because I really want to do something with it. Gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, that's not something just anybody can go out and get, which I suppose plays into another aspect, Matt, is um, I want to use up some of my lumber. Um, I've well, got some cool stuff in my stash mm-hmm. that's been sitting around for a while, and I actually get phone calls quite a bit at work from, like, sons and daughters whose parent just passed away. And they want to know if they can sell this stuff. And, you, okay, well, send me what you have. And they send you this spreadsheet of just <laughs> thousands of board feet of lumber. Wow, and you yes. look at it, and, and they're all like one-of-a-kind type pieces. And you look at it, and you can just hear the woodworker going, I don't know what I'm going to use that for, but I'm going to buy it. Yes. Someday I'm going to make this, you know. And 25 years go by, and they haven't done anything with it. And it, that just breaks my heart to think that you know someday somebody's going to be selling off my lumber that I bought when I was 30 years old, um, and and here we are, hopefully, quite a long time from now, um, the the lumber hasn't been used. So plus I get access to a lot of really cool lumber, but I don't do anything with it because I don't have room for it. <laughs> well, so it's I funny you say that stuff. because on more than one occasion, Samantha has walked into my shop and she'll see my, my lumber stash. And that is actually, I'm, I'm glad you kind of said that because that, that reminds me that that is actually a goal of mine too, is I have a bunch of cherry and I have a few other, I have this really couple of really wide, uh, uh, really nice pine boards that I've been saving them because they just, the green on them just looks really, really awesome. And I'm thinking that's going to work out really nice in place, uh, you know, on a nice dream project or something. But the, the one thing that Samantha does is every time she walks in, she's always like, when are you going to get rid of that scrap wood? And I'm like, it's not scrap. She goes, you've had it for how long? You, you, obviously, you're not using it for anything, so it must not be good wood. And I'm like, oh, no, it is good wood. That's why I'm holding on to it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Quit taking away my inheritance. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, too. I think a lot of people have that tendency to maybe, I don't or, know. I mean, it, it, the thing is, yeah, I mean, it's not only hoarding. But to to never utilize, like you you almost elevate the the value 
of that particular board to the point that, well, I got to wait for the perfect project. Well, the truth is the perfect project is never going to come along, you know, and maybe in some instances, you know, that walnut piece that you've got, Shannon, you'll probably uh, very quickly come up with a great project to to build with it. But, you know, for the stuff that kind of, um, you know, just accumulates, you, you really do need to just... Uh, pinch it off and build something with it, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm nice. as guilty as anybody with that too. That was elegant. That was, <laughs> that's uh, I get a that. great image. I get that from Nicole. Um, yeah. So, so it's definitely, I mean, it's okay to collect, but at the same time, build it and just use the stuff. It's uh, that's why you've got it. Do it some justice. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, the, the last thing I'm going to say for, for, for what I want to accomplish in 2013, of course, there's the personal side where I want to build things, but the, we'll put it in quotation marks. I still don't think I can actually use the word, the professional side of me for, for the show, for my, for my podcast. I want to, I need to upgrade the website. I've been looking at a couple of things that I really want to do because I even now kind of grimace when I go to it and go, man, how long have I had this up here? It feels like a decade now. This just <laughs> looks a little weird. So I feel like I need to like get caught up with everybody else's cool sites. And I've got a couple of things I want to do. But that one's probably going to be a little bit further off because hopefully I'll be too far involved with my own projects to be able to come back <laughs> in and work nice. on that. Using all that wood and building those projects. You exactly. I'll figure out how to try to make a website out of the wood. I'm like, let's see if I put this into the scanner the right way, what happens when I <laughs> – so, but anyways, so that, that that's what I have. Mark, what's going on with you for 2013? What do you, you must have some big plans. I mean, maybe take uh, a break, maybe relax, maybe take a – Grape soda. I, how about a day off? Uh, that, you should build a shop. <laughs> I you should, should. I should. Your shop needs a shop. Well, let's say I, I would definitely say in 2013, part of my goal uh, goals is to probably get the shop to some stage that I would consider it fairly complete. I, I don't want the shop build to linger, you know, yeah, um, yes. like, and I, I know like folks and this not to say anything negative about it, but folks like Vic, he's doing a lot of the work himself. He's been building and improving his shop for years now. Um, and that's something that I don't I, like I, you can get caught up in that. Uh, that yes. can become a, an integral part of the hobby. When, when I was building a, like at our old house, I built a home theater and I started to research home theater, you know, styles and methods of building and what I realized, and this probably goes with just about any hobby that involves this type of uh, this type of relationship with building a space or something, but the building of the home theater was really the hobby for a lot of these people. And what would happen is they would constantly procrastinate. They would never finish it because once they finish it, the hobby is over. And it's it, <laughs> that's my brother. When he finished it, they sold the house three months later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'm still laughing four years later. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but, but, you know, the, the goal is ultimately for, for people who are building a shop, the goal is to use it. Um, so again, I, I apologize for making it sound like, I don't mean to say that Vic is procrastinating. He's doing a lot of the work himself. So it's, you know, and he's got a day job, so there's only so much he can do, but I don't want to, at the end of this year or at the end of 2013, uh, look, look at my shop and go, gosh, I really need to build that cabinet and I need to, to build a miter saw stand. I, I want to get that stuff done and over with. So I don't have any distractions and I can pursue that, that sort of personal self-indulgent project series. Um, so, so that's one of the things I want to do. And the other one is fairly boring. It's business related, but it's kind of a big deal. I think I need to hire somebody. And Ooh, oh, wow. oh, I can suddenly hear the resumes like cleaning off right now. You probably <laughs> right. just you have a can of worms. <laughs> um, and and it's, I think that and, and you guys, you know, there's there's always some revenue generating something going on with with all of our websites at some point or another. Um, it, it's it's a challenge to to really envision how 
hiring someone would impact the business if it's even feasible at all uh where these are the businesses if you you know they're really micro businesses if anything that we've created here um mm-hmm. how one of those can actually utilize another body in a way that's worth paying for you know for a full-time salary in a way that someone will want to do. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> like, yeah, I could get, I could come up with a bunch of crap work that I don't want to do. Well, that's the thing. And what one job in in like what we do is big enough to actually require a single person to do what you, what we really need is to clone ourselves and have another jack of all trades that does twenty different things. Uh, but obviously, that's impossible. So so I don't know if it's on the editing side. I don't know. I don't really want to have a, like someone help me film because that's such a start and stop wasteful experience that I would never want to pay someone <laughs> by the hour <laughs> to sit there and wait for me to figure out what I'm going to film next. Uh, but whether it's on the editing side, whether it's on, I don't know, the business side. Um, you know, I've got, I've got a bookkeeper. Of course, I've got an accountant. My mom runs the store. Uh, Nicole helps out when she can. Um, but I, I really need someone just to 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 free me up to do the things that I, at least in my mind, am the only person that can do so that right. all the other stuff is done by someone else. And I could focus solely on building, filming, building, filming, and then it just lightens, you know, overall lightens up my load. So that is a goal in 2013. I don't know how, I don't right. know who or what, but that's something we need to do. You know, if it's I can true. make a suggestion, I, I think the idea of, if any of those things, if you were to, to pass them off to somebody, the I, I think doing the video editing, passing that off to somebody else, you might be really amazed at like not only the the extra time that you would have with that, but yeah. there's there's that seems to be an aspect of the video production from at least from what I've seen, uh, not only obviously with our own how much time we actually spend doing this, uh, you know how far you want to get into it, but also from working with like the folks over at ToolSelect.com and a few other locations because Sam works with quite a few videographers who do all their their video work at the weddings or whatever it is that they're they're doing mm-hmm. but yet they send all of that stuff off to somebody else to basically even if it's just going through and cleaning up stuff and saying all right don't use this don't use this these are the clips you're going to use you can put it together this way and then add whatever it is you want to it yeah. it's amazing how much extra freedom that gives you because it almost even mentally it just removes that so well when when you think about the schedule that i keep for uh, let's say a guild build um, mm-hmm. every friday i like to have a video come out so it, everything res- revolves around that friday video release in the past i used to have saturday and sunday but now i have a kid and saturday <laughs> and sunday don't exist anymore um, <laughs> as far as it pertains to the work week so i have monday tuesday and wednesday to actually film and get all the content and build and film. Um, Thursday, I can edit. And then Friday morning, I'm uploading, I'm sending out a newsletter, I'm getting everything prepped to release it. Uh, and yep. I, if I'm lucky, I might get back in the shop to fill, to film a little bit more on Friday. Uh, so basically, that, that brings my work day, or basically my building time, down to only three days a week. And then one day devoted to completely editing. And sometimes those things are more complex than that. And I actually need more than one day to do the editing. So if, if there were someone who can do that initial, that initial chop up and assembly of, of, you know, sequences for me and actually get the timeline rolling. And then I even just go in to do the final touches. That could be huge, huge time. So that's not a full time job. Think even about the fact that none of us are, you know, we've all learned about this video editing thing along the way. Right. Um, (laughs) If you took like a real pro, like someone that knows all of the, not just final cut, but knows everything ins and outs of things like motion and 
cool graphical editing and animation type programs, think about the production value that could the end result, you know, for someone right. that actually knows what they're doing. Sure. Um, that could be pretty amazing. That and the fact that stylistically, um, you know, I know for a fact that my show has a certain style because frankly, I've learned how to do certain things and I just keep reusing those three, three couple yep. of techniques over and over <laughs> that again. That same transition yep. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So imagine what, you know, entertainment wise, what a kind of a breath of fresh air into that process could actually do. Sure. Well, see, cool to see, and I would like that, but the, unfortunately for, for the way I do things like that would be nice to have that relief there. But the editing is number one, it's part of the process that I do enjoy because it is part of the creative process for me. Um, sure. And then secondly, that's a part-time, part-time sort of thing, like an as-needed thing. Um, and, and I think what I really need to do is find someone who can do all the other stuff, that like to run the website, to answer emails, to take care of billing, to communicate with the people who we hire to help uh, just keep things going, the outsourcing that we do, um, that type of back-end business stuff. So, right. so actually that is what I'm looking to do is hire someone to do more of that full-time stuff. And heck, if they know how to do a little video editing, that'd be great. <laughs> I, think, right. I think that's called an office manager. <laughs> um, yeah, I could, I could use one of those. <laughs> so, well, so here's the, the really touchy question. Why? Um, Does she have to be hot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring that up because my question is why not hire Nicole full-time? Um, well, or let's does she just, like her job too much. Uh, there's a bunch of different reasons. Um, she has a great job. She has a career that she's worked really hard uh, to to get where she is. Um, frankly, if it wasn't for her job, the Wood Whisperer wouldn't exist. I wouldn't have felt comfortable yeah. taking the risks that that I took with this uh, if it wasn't for her having a steady job with insurance and you know I all love the, the sugar mama. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think. You know, honestly, we probably could have her do that. We're we're probably at that point where we could we could take that sort of a financial risk. I don't know that she's ready to do that. Yeah. You know, because she's I didn't very, know if Mateo changed that picture or not. Because I know Nicole really loved what she did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Obviously is very good at it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um it, not not really, no. Um but she's not really good at it? No. <laughs> she is good, but it hasn't changed her mind on anything. Um, so that want to edit that part out. Yeah, that, that, that is a possibility, but you know, it's, it's hard to say if, and when that would happen. I'll I'll just throw it out there. We always joke around about getting the, the intern, but to be honest with you, I was looking at some, some classes at the local community college, but what really caught my eye was the section talking about internships and as a business, how it is you go about, you know, getting your name submitted in there. Mm -hmm. So you never know, there might be something where you could easily bring somebody in and have, maybe you could have things established and do it, but that would definitely, that would be interesting. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you know, Shannon, your, your thought on Nicole is actually she would be the perfect person because no one, there's really no one else on the, on the planet that knows my business as well as she does and has the oh, yeah. She's up in your business. She is up, <laughs> constantly up in my business, yo. Well, um, I mean, I, the thought has crossed my mind for myself. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit different here because my wife is a teacher, so she's hardly the sugar mama. <laughs> right, so right. it's, it's something that, you know, someday that could be, it could be cool. really, really helpful. That's for sure. Yeah, if you could just, absolutely. if you can make it work. Uh, so that's really it. Boring business stuff for me is, is my primary 
2013 goal. Now, um, we actually do have a voicemail here, and I wasn't going to do any kind of questions or anything for this because I did want to keep it short. But Cliff had a question regarding uh, Christmas projects, and I thought that that wouldn't be so fun to play in January. <laughs> so <laughs> Sounds like a Valentine's Day question to me. <laughs> right. So let me play Cliff's question, and then we will get out of here soon after. Hey, guys, this is uh, Cliff and Gilbert. Uh, here, here's a um, last-minute question for you for the Wood Talk. Um, what do you do if you have to do last-minute Christmas gifts, um, uh, something you have to make, you know, out of wood? Um, you got some scraps. You got basic tools in your garage. Uh, say you got a lathe and a... a you know, laid bands, so you know, just the general stuff. And let's, let's just say it's one of you, um, you, you hear that you got extra relatives coming for Christmas. You walk into your shop and they want something made for Christmas. You know it. And it's like, Oh crap, what do I do? So, uh, just, uh, see if y'all have anything that you have to just throw out there and, uh, um, come up with any ideas for like last minute, quick wood projects you could do, uh, for some guests that, you know, they won't make you look like a, you know, a junior high kid in shop class that, you know, make a paper towel holder, um, something that, you know, say, oh, yeah, <laughs> nice you should have a little bit of skill when you get this. So, uh, anyway, love your show. Love what you do. Appreciate it. And uh, look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've become, I don't want to say, like, maybe Scrooge. a little, a, well, a little curmudgeonly when it comes to this stuff. Like, I... I just don't like building little things anymore for family. Like uh, the whole holiday thing that we talk about doing all the time and, you know, little, little tchotchke gifts and stuff like that. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, in, I don't really do it anymore. I just don't have the time. I guess maybe if I had more time, I, I would be a little bit more open to it. But if a family member comes in out of town, which has happened, and they go, oh, I love this. Can you build me a... And then I say, no, <laughs> I cannot. You should have been here when I built it the first time. <laughs> well, you should have been here about six years ago, and it might have been a different story. I'm sorry, the Wood Whisperer is closed for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot do that. <laughs> uh, or I'll just go out and get a scrap piece of wood, sand the heck out of it, put on some finish, and say, here you go. <laughs> it's like a cheese board it's like say, that Parks it, and Rec episode with Rob Lowe. He yeah. says he's learning woodworking from Ron Swanson. I made this. It was bigger when I started. Right. It's just a block of wood. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know what it is, I'm not going to tell you. You have to figure it out. Well, I will answer this question because this has happened many a time, not so much when families come in, but when you suddenly realize you need like a hostess gift. Um, and I don't mean to Twinkie. I was going to say like a Twinkie. Those are extremely valuable now. <laughs> Here's I'm a fancy Twinkie. I totally took that right out of my mouth, literally. <laughs> wow, that was good. Anyway, um, what do you do to take as a hostess guest? You know, a bottle of wine is is kind of customary, but it's also a little cliche. So um, every time I buy little project hardware from Penn State or craft supplies, I usually buy a minimum five because you get a little discount when you buy anything five or more. Mm-hmm. So I generally always have some sort of bottle stopper hardware lying around. I can I can go from raw blank to finished and, you know, stuck in a little box with little shavings with a bottle of wine in under 30 minutes. And it's awesome. So anything turned is probably a good idea. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, hell pens you can do. Well, I do them in less than 10 minutes now because I did them for clients for so many years. Um, for uh, my old job, Mm. you know, I was turning a hundred, 150 pens every Christmas. Right. Um, so you can definitely do those, but I also find that 
I have um I have a lot of little things floating around the shop <laughs> that need to be finished or are done but not finished. And there's nothing that beats a good aerosol can of lacquer. Mm-hmm. Three coats of that, you know, just do it out in the driveway for ventilation. Three coats, wait five minutes, put another coat on and yeah. And then people go, ooh, it smells so good. You don't have the heart to tell them that that's actually off-gassing. Yeah. But, Take a big hey, whiff. Fine. Take a deep breath. <laughs> The holidays you might want to get drive home with the car, car windows open. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> you know what I've actually done now that I think of it? There's been times where I've made like a little keepsake box and I'll make three of them. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and I wind up I just up with extras. Yeah. And I wind up having a few extra and there have been times like our friends came to visit and they had a, a, a little girl and their daughter was uh, really sweet. So I wanted to give her something. And I had one of these little keepsake boxes that we were just keeping around. And I was like, here, she loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it was just an extra something that I had. So that may be really a good answer is when it's the off season, just build some extras of whatever you're building and hang on to yeah. them. And then you always have something that's actually a nice, classy little the, gift. The if, uh, perfect example to that is the um, the now iconic Wood Whisperer cutting board. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you, you go to that... The, you glue together all the strips and you create what I always call the loaf and you slice off the loaf and then you turn everything around to get the cool checkerboard pattern. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm personally, I'm not cutting my original stock to a specific length. I'm grabbing what I have yeah. and I invariably end up with more. And by the time you, you cut off all those little strips, you know, I end up with three and four extra cutting boards. Yeah. Right. So Perfect example. Down in my shop right now, I have two cheese boards that are already glued up. They need to be sanded. Um, you know, they still have dried glue and stuff on them, but they are in their little checkerboard pattern. Um, they've been there for a year, nice. just on a shelf in the corner. And you know, that's not really something you can do really, really fast. But at the same time, give yourself a you know a morning in the shop. You can get it done, and get finish on it. There you go. Uh, anything from you, Matt? No, because the uh, dirty little secret in Matt's basement workshop is Matt doesn't give out woodworking gifts at Christmas. Um, <laughs> because uh, nothing says I love you more than uh, something that comes with a receipt that can be returned. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, so, hey, before before we go, I did want to play this little clip of Cliff, who I guess later on had a little problem with Skype. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, this, this cool. is good. Let's, let's listen to this. Hello. 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 Uh, okay, bye. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional. <laughs> I don't know what the story is with that, but Cliff, do that again. I love that. Cliff, that was that was the best impression of my mom calling me <laughs> on her cell phone that I've ever heard. Hello. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't hear you. Hello. All right. Well, hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> oh, and I think that's the title of this episode. Cliff says hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, crap. All right, Matt, take us out. Give them the contact info and we will get out of here. All right, folks, if you have uh, if you ever want to get a hold of us, leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Don't forget, you can email us with your questions. Uh, Wood Talk Online at gmail.com. Of course, you can leave us a comment or even a question over at the Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for all of this great information, including the downloads for today's show or any of the previous ones, you can find all of that over at woodtalkshow.com where you'll find all of the amazing, great show titles that you've ever been looking for. It's like a holiday right then and there. It's Christmas every day. Holiday for your ears. 
Exactly. Awesome. Well, hey, it's been a fantastic 2012. I think we finished fairly strong this year with our weekly format, and we, we are pretty much doubled or tripled our usual just, number. Well, just in the past couple of months, we doubled our number. So, <laughs> uh, but we really enjoyed it, and we hope you guys are enjoying it too. Have a great 2012, and we will come back strong. First thing, 2013. We're not going to have a show next week, but our first show will be uh, what the first week of January. So, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in the new year. So, Merry New Year! Peace out. See ya. Merry New Year. I like that. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.